Welcome to The Family Business. I'm your host, Shannon. I'm Donna. And I'm Zeke. And tonight we are going to be talking about Croatoan, which is probably one of the most iconic episodes of Supernatural that you can possibly see. And in Croatoan, we have Sam having a vision about Dean shooting some guy who's begging for his life, saying, it's not in me, it's not in me. And so they go to this town and weird shit starts happening, uh, namely the fact that the mother of the guy that Sam had the vision for, she's tied up. Her other son and husband are like cutting themselves and trying to get their blood on her. So of course that leads to, you know, person number one dying. And then shit just kind of goes even farther downhill from there in that they find the word Croatoan carved in a telephone pole in town. People are going crazy, start killing each other. So some just really bad shit is happening or, you know, a typical Tuesday on Supernatural. So, <laughs> so Z, do you want to start off with the lore for the episode? No, because there wasn't any lore. There's no lore? Croatoan. Everybody knows about Croatoan. Well, Dean then, didn't. Then tell yeah. us about it. <laughs> also, they f they bring up in the episode that there was the possibility that Croatone was also the name of a demon that may have had to do with like pestilence or plague or things like that. We need to fire her. I mean, okay. We need to fire her and bring it so they will do the damn job. <laughs> the one time. So, basically, the island of Roanoke, the lost colony. There was a colony there. Yes. Uh, is it Ro Rhode Island, isn't it? No. Rhode Island? It was like Virginia or Maryland, I think. Because it was one of the, the first colonies. And so, it's like so I didn't research this because I thought Z was going to... At any rate, this colony just vanished. And the only thing they found was the word Croatoan carved into a tree. Yes. North Carolina. Throughout Roanoke, North Carolina. Throughout the years, they, they said they thought it was maybe the name of a Native American chief or a really small tribe or it was another town that they were going to go to. And one of the longest standing theories is the fact that they were absorbed into one of the colonies of Native Americans who were there because of the fact that by the time the ship got back to England and then back to the colony, they they wouldn't have had enough food. They would have starved. It was a really harsh winter. All of these things, people yeah. dying. And so there is the theory that they were absorbed into one of the, the local Native American colonies because of that, that they yeah. were trying to keep them alive. All the anthropological evidence leads to that. That's pretty much accepted as what probably happened is they just joined the local Indian tribe. Yeah. All right. So, see, we didn't even get, like, what Dean got, the Schoolhouse Rock version of it. I mean, come on. I didn't know I was supposed to assemble a song and dance. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it's your, it's your quote-unquote job for every episode. Come on. As I said, the, one of the first victims, she is the mother of the person that Sam saw in his vision. And I thought it was really interesting whenever they take her into town and she's talking to the doctor and the doctor is asking her to describe what it was that happened. And she said, you know, everything was normal. Everything was going on like it was. 
And then the next thing I know, it was like they had the devil in them. And I'm just like, oh, honey, <laughs> if only you knew how true that was. Yeah. Well, the other thing that I thought was really funny with that is that that's what people say. is like, oh, they're possessed by the devil. Or, oh, you know, they had the devil in them. Or they were, they, they just went all demonic or whatever. Well, in Supernatural, that's pretty much a very good likelihood that that's exactly what happened. Literally so, true. Yes, exactly. So I want to go ahead and touch on this because it's just a quick little thing, but it goes back to one of my little pet peeves with Supernatural and the goddamn homophobia. And that is the line whenever Dean's trying to get out of town, and of course we've got the good old boys out there, the rednecks with their guns and everything, and then the one guy comes up to the car, scaring the shit out of Dean and me in the process, and is like, hey, won't you get out of the car, let's talk about this, blah blah blah. And Dean tells him, um, you're a handsome devil, which I thought was funny because, I mean, hello, the demon plague, the possession, all of that. And then he just has to go and fucking say, but I don't swing that way. Mm -hmm. And I know he wasn't being disparaging. I know he wasn't, you know, being just, like, really shitty about it. But it's just like, come on. It wasn't Is necessary. that necessary? Yeah. No, it's not necessary. So that's as far up on that soapbox as I'll get this time. But I just, you know... I wondered, as as this episode was beginning, because every time they've had an episode set in Oklahoma, my first reaction has been, that's nah, not Oklahoma. Mm. And I just suddenly wondered, I wonder if the people in Oregon are watching this episode going, that's nah, not Oregon. Well, don't they shoot in Vancouver? Like, it'd be pretty close. It, I mean, it's it's really close. Geographically speaking, Oregon is closer to Vancouver than yeah. Oklahoma is. <laughs> and they have some of the same, like, trees and topography mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So I think it's probably a little bit closer to what it is that they're dealing with. I know that shot when they were leaning against uh, the fence post and the river at the end of the episode. Now, that could have been Oregon. That shot could have been Oregon. Well, and that was a very picturesque shot, too. I mean, it was shot. absolutely gorgeous. So, anything else that you wanted to point out, Donna? Any other thoughts or ideas that sprang to mind? When they found the car that had been shot up... The one with the baby seat and the blood yes. and the knife on the ground... The blood and... on the baby seat? Yeah. That was a little much for me. Like, I think they could have just left the baby seat out of that car. Because I still want to know what happened. Or maybe I don't want to know what happened to that baby. Yeah, I, I, I'm i sure you're probably right on the not it, wanting to know. It felt very Walking Dead to it me. Did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a scene just like that in The Walking Dead. Like, in one of the first seasons, maybe. Possibly. It's been a while since I've seen those. I don't really remember. Of course, The Walking Dead doesn't give a shit about how you feel about anything. So True. But that's a totally different podcast. Yeah, it's a totally different podcast. So in the beginning of the episode, whenever Sam and Dean are walking away from Mark, the sergeant, mm -hmm. um, from his house or whatever, and then they bump into that telephone pole, they being Sam, um, I thought that that was like the dumbest scene or whatever, because he like bumped into it like he didn't see this giant fucking pole standing there, and then he looks <laughs> back like, like it was a person that he bumped into, like, oh, sorry, man, and then he sees just clear as day this this thing carved into the, the pole, and I don't know, I was watching it on my phone, and that was not easy to see. Like, I feel like glancing back at a telephone pole that you had just run into, you wouldn't have seen that. I don't know. I felt like it was a really dumb way to do that. I obviously missed him walking into the telephone yeah, pole. Yeah, he, like, bumps into it with his shoulder, and then he looks back at it, and I was like, that's so dumb. Like, honestly, he could have just had, like, Dean walk a couple of feet behind him, and then him glance back to see if Dean is there, and be like, whoa, Dean, look at this. Like... 
I don't know. It just looked really dumb. So you've never bumped into anything? I mean, yeah, but I don't look back at it. Like, all of the scenes that they've had, like, the overnight thing, whatever. Like, it was another one of those, like, we need this to fit in here so we can continue with the, the, the plot. So right. you're, 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 you're allowed to think that. That's cool. <laughs> So one one of the I guess similar things with that which I know we we talk about occasionally the the weird things that happen whenever Dean gets back into town from the good old boy scene Sarge stops him Sarge is in the road rifle point and all of that Dean gets out of the car and never fucking put it in the park <laughs> the car was not put into park he gets back in the car and just drives off he doesn't shift gears he doesn't do anything so I I know it's a really silly thing to catch but I was like. He did put the car in park. Is Baby an automatic? It has a on-the-column shifter. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, and, I mean, unless he was on perfectly flat ground, it's going to roll yeah, a little it bit. It should have rolled a little bit. Yeah. So. Um, that, that scene, though, was, it was funny and a little bit over the top. I felt like them, them holding each other at gunpoint. I, I, that, but then when they make the decision to get in the car together, they're still holding each other at gunpoint. I'm like, it just... Here's the thing. I think that that was the comic relief mm -hmm. from the scene that we had just come from with the baby carrier covered in yeah. blood and the, all of that. So, I mean, you need that moment of levity. Okay. And... and I don't think they took it too far. I think what it is is kind of like a tongue-in-cheek, you know, Mexican standoff sure, movie sure. scene that they've got going on. You know, I, I think that they just were like, this is usually a really stupid thing whenever it happens. So we're just going to make the most ridiculous thing that we possibly can out of mm -hmm. it. All right. Fair enough. I don't know. I do have a question. Mm -hmm. Is that the first good guy, black guy we've had? Yes. I think so. We're in season two. Yeah. And it's the first good, good guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. There was the doctor in the uh, in the episode with the with the psychic twins, but he wasn't a major character. Yeah, and I would consider him more of a victim than anything. Mm -hmm. So now the one thing that I did find funny about Sarge's part in that scene was the fact that he said my neighbor Mr. Rogers and Dean's yes. like you have a neighbor named Mr. Rogers? <laughs> well, I used to. <laughs> yeah. Thinking back on, this would have been 2006, the second year that it had been out. And, like, I remember having a cell phone in 2006. And not getting signal was, like, it was a bummer. But it wasn't, like, unheard of, I guess. Like, it happened. It happened in our neighborhood kind of often. Mm -hmm. And then I think about it now. And, like, now not getting signal would be, like, oh, fuck no, some shit's up. And, like... I thought they reacted kind of a little extremely for it being 2006. Well, they followed it by finding that the regular phone service was out, too. Yeah, yeah. Right? And those two things together, I could see that being a little freaky. Yeah, but, but well, with their, when they first pull out their cell phones, Dean's like, I don't have any signal, and samples out his, and he's like, oh, I don't have any signal either. Like, it's a big deal. And I was just like, 2006, like, that happened pretty often. I don't know, maybe I just had a shitty cell phone, but I don't know. You might have had a shitty cell phone. It wasn't uncommon. It happened in our neighborhood all the time. We have a shitty neighborhood. Maybe. Mm -hmm. No, I liked it. Let me just then real quick mention the medical analysis. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> just the whole thing was just ridiculous. The mm -hmm. whole, I can see sulfur in the blood. Ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. 
Yeah, I mean, and the funny thing is, is, I mean, sulfur is one of those trace elements that I'm pretty sure everybody has in their blood already. Yeah, but this was discrete no, chunks yeah, of no, sulfur. Oh, I, I know. I, I could see the little specks on the slide. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was silly. But the thing is, is that the sulfur that you're going to have in your blood already is part of your blood. I mean, it's like mixed in. It's, it's not mm -hmm. just like hanging out on the cells going, hey, look at me. <laughs> Alright guys, well at this time we are going to go ahead and take a break. If you guys would, check us out on uh, iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and give us a rate and a review and a subscribe. That really helps us out. Maybe talk to your friends about us or tweet about us or tweet at us. We would love to talk with you. You can also find us on Twitter at TFB underscore SPN Fancast and on Instagram at the Family Business underscore SPN Fancast. And then you can also find us and all of our sister casts on Tumblr at snarkcasts.tumblr.com. And all of the Snarkcasts family of podcasts can be found on gummycatnetworks.com. That's us, as well as Collective Snark and Beyond the Cabin of the Woods, Good Pool's Guide to Horror, Once More with Feeling, a 20th anniversary of Buffy Fancast. The main female characters in this episode were the Doctor and her nurse. There was Dwayne Tapper? Tanner. Tanner. Yeah. Dwayne Ta Tanner's mom. Beverly. Beverly, but she was a pretty short-lived character. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. Yes. What, what was the doctor's name? Because I caught the nurse's name as Pam, but I didn't ever catch the doctor's name. I don't remember. I don't know that they gave it. I didn't They just referred so. to her as the doctor on more than one occasion. Yeah, or, or doctor. Um, I found the nurse to be a little flighty. Here's the thing. Any amount of medical training really burns the flighty out of you. It's true. <laughs> so I found the nurse to be a little flighty. Uh, I think it's possible that she might have been more of an assistant or a receptionist than an actual nurse. Mm -hmm. I found the relationship between the doctor and the nurse to be uh, very realistic. And the doctor herself was just right on. I mean, she was calm. She was clinical. She was dispassionate about all this really stressful stuff that was going on. And I, I, really, I really appreciated, one, that they just took the step of making the doctor a woman, but two, that they then portrayed her as apparently a very competent doctor. And I really appreciated that. I also, I liked that they put Pam in real scrubs. Yeah. Because so far what we've seen is they are tight-fitting or um, they're tailored scrubs and they're very flattering and stuff. And she was wearing very boxy, yeah. like pastel heart scrubs that you see on actual nurses. Nobody actually looks good in scrubs. Nobody. Some people can pull off cute oh, in I, scrubs. I've seen some doctors that just look the fucking they, amazing in scrubs. Then they get their, their scrubs tailored. <laughs> <laughs> they, get their, they get their scrubs tailored. Or, you know, they just have their body tailored. So, I mean, that, you know. Yeah. Okay, but anyway, yeah. Even, that's even a different podcast. Even if they've got an amazing body and their scrubs are hanging on them nicely, they would look better in anything else. It's true. Let's be honest here. Depends on what your finish is, okay? Okay, I don't have a doctor. <laughs> I don't either, but you know. We don't judge here. No kink shaming. <laughs> okay, Dean is an asshole. So, I... I don't know. This episode, Dean was just... He was all gung-ho about, hey, let's fucking kill anything and everything yeah. that moves. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, obviously he didn't go through with the situation with Dwayne, the way that Sam's vision originally portrayed it to happen. But, I mean, he was a gigantic asshole. He locked his brother in a room for the sole purpose of keeping Sam from stopping him from killing this guy. Mm -hmm. 
And I get it too, like with the mother, with Beverly, she was, as far as we know, already gone. She was already infected. I mean, for all intents and purposes, she was under the control of the virus and she was going to either kill or infect anybody that she could. But just the dispassionate, as you said about the doctor, look on his face. I mean, he just three rounds right into her and she's done. He was going to do the same to Dwayne. And... I mean, it was just anybody and everybody was just fair game for him to murder until it came time for Sam. And then it's like we get the exact opposite of that. And so, I mean, I get it. These these people are infected. They don't know what they're dealing with and all of that. But he was just a little too eager, in my opinion, to go around and just fucking blow people away. I actually, I have the same comment. They move really quickly to extermination. And Dean is not usually that quick to take out humans. Yeah, exactly. And I, I felt like it would have been a lot more realistic. Now, I know they only had an hour to resolve this entire situation. Right. But it would have, it would have been more realistic to me if Dean had said, no, we're going to leave her locked in there. And maybe when she starts looking like she's a problem, we can shoot her then. Yes. So I don't know. They just went awful quick to we're going to kill people. But if they hadn't done that, then there wouldn't have been a real threat to Sam when right. Sam got infected. So I understand what made the writing turn that way. But yeah, I agree. They yeah. went awful quick to let's start killing people. Sarge said, I can't remember if it was, I think it was uh, Beverly that he said this with, was saying that, like, his neighbors were super strong, and that was why they needed to do something about her, like, immediately. So it wasn't right. just, like, everybody just kind of had a general understanding that we have to, that they had to kill everybody that got infected. It, there was kind of a, a reason to it, I guess. It wasn't just a general understood. It, I don't know. The whole episode kind of had a zombie feel to it, and yeah. it was okay. And don't get me wrong, I mean, there are some TV shows where, and most of them are like post-apocalyptic, end-of-the-world shit, where people are like, oh, hey, well, let's try and save so-and-so, so-and-so, and I'm like, no, fucking kill them. Fucking kill them. They've got a gun to your head, they're going to put a gun to your head, and every chance they get, you fucking kill them, or they're going to fucking kill you. Yeah. That's usually how I am. But Supernatural, it, they have very distinct lines that are usually drawn between the humans and the monsters. Yeah, yeah. And for all intents and purposes, Beverly was still a human. Dwayne, as far as they knew, was human. Now, obviously, at the end of the episode, we realized, no, he's not human. He's mm -hmm. not infected with the virus. He's actually a demon. But Dean was just a little too eager to blow people away, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. In a way so. that didn't feel consistent. Yeah. yeah. When I first watched this episode, like, my mind was blown. Like, I... Thought it was amazing. I loved it. Watching it this time, I remember it a little bit differently. Like, I don't remember it being so zombie aesthetic. And I don't really remember, like you said, how the lines are kind of blurred here. Right. And it, it feels a little different writing style than a lot of the other episodes did. I still like it. But oh, yeah. I don't I don't remember it. Or it's not the way that I remember it. Yeah, there were a couple of things that I had forgotten about with this. And of course, you know, this was written 11 years ago, mm -hmm. 10 years ago. And so we get to look back on all of the growth that we've made, you know, not only as more mature adults, haha, but also, you know, how we've watched Supernatural progress and evolve and change and all of that. So it's one of those things where it's kind of hard to look back because the, the initial image that you have is mm -hmm. shattered. Uh, especially, like, I mean, as we've talked about with John, I mean, that, my image of John was just, like, went from, oh, he's amazing, to, whoa, what a fucking abusive 
D-bag. You know, yeah. something we've talked about a lot on uh, Once More With Feeling is how all of us used to love Xander. Xander was our favorite character, and from the lens of 20 years, we're now all pretty much like, no, Xander's an asshole. Yeah. Xander's not a good guy. And, uh, and so it's it's interesting how just a few years can really change how you look at a character. Yeah. So with this episode, too, where Dean is concerned, we get the revelation from him that if basically he's ready to give up, he's ready to yeah. throw in the towel, he wants to be done with it. Because Sam tells him, you know, dude, just like, give me my gun, leave me here, I'll take care of it, you go with them, because Dean gives mm -hmm. the doctor and Sarge and Dwayne the keys to baby, and he's like, hey, go ahead, get the fuck out of here. Mm -hmm. And then he locks him and Sam in the room, and Sam tells him, you know, J you can keep going, and Dean says, who says I want to? Yeah. I'm tired of the job, I'm tired of this life, I just want to be done. Mm -hmm. And so we get that huge revelation, and that... It, that's a huge thing coming from Dean, mm -hmm. who is the good son, who's always ready to do what Dad had said. Right. All that. Sam is the one who, quote unquote, walked away, left them, mm -hmm. which is something that Dean has been more than happy and quick to point out in the yeah. past. And so now we have the tables turned. But the other thing that we get at the end of this, the cliffhanger, is that Dad told Dean something about Sam, whereas before, Dean told Sam that there was nothing. I want to jump in. And you're going to want to have your spoiler buzzer ready. Okay, so get it ready. Uh. <laughs> I didn't even say anything yet. Um, that scene with Dean and Sam, when they think Sam is infected, which means he's going to have to die. Right. And Dean is sitting there going, no, man, I'm done. Okay, get ready. Okay. I'm going to be careful. That, to Dean, must be the moment that they were talking about. John told Dean that you might have to kill Sam. Right. And so there they were in a situation where Dean might have to kill Sam. Is what I'm trying to say. But that's, that's not, not what he was, he was talking about. about. He's talking about how like there, Sam was going to be used as a soldier in this this war or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. might turn. But all I'm saying is that I think we were seeing Dean's reaction to being face to face with mm. with that. But I also feel like that was a weird choice for a cliffhanger to <laughs> to have the reveal at the beginning of the next episode. And because to me that reveal made so much sense in light of that scene between Dean and Sam. But at least they didn't do, like, the one cliffhanger that you just go on about, in that they did it from one episode to the next, and you didn't have to wait, you know, yes. four or five months in order to find out what it was that was going on. So yes. At least there was that. Are you talking about the Walking Dead cliffhanger <laughs> yes. that I don't shut up about because it sucked? <laughs> I loved it. Because uh, you're wrong in the head. Yeah, whatever. With the end of the episode, too, we get the uh, phone call. And I was thinking, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that there was more. Like, like Dwayne was, like, went crazy or something. I'm like, I, I know that there's more with Dwayne. Mm -hmm. And then they cut to the, uh, they cut to the pickup and he's like, hey, can you pull over up here? And I was like, oh, that's, that's right. Yes. Yeah. And then, of course, we get to see the, you know, the Meg thing where he's got the knife, the same knife that she <laughs> had the cup. Can I point out that when Meg made a phone call, she dipped one finger in the blood? Yes. <laughs> and Dwayne's like, Rawr. He went swimming in it. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Anyway, I also had the thought, 
damn it, I thought the black guy was gonna live. Yeah. yeah. The black yeah. guy didn't live. Now the one thing too, and I don't know if this was a writing error or if this was a Dwayne uh, error, but whenever he tells the voice in the cup that there's nothing left behind, the doctor's Doctor? still alive yeah. and he knows she's still alive. Oh. Wait a second, so was she a bad guy all along, maybe? I don't think so. Well, I, I think, think yeah, if she had been a bad guy, they would have revealed it. Yeah. Or she wouldn't have been as forthcoming with the information to Sam and Dean as what she was. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I don't know if that was a writing error or what, but we had that thing going on. And then too, we learned that pretty much this entire thing was just to see if Sam could be infected with this virus. Mm -hmm. They wiped out an entire fucking town of people people to see if Sam would be infected by the virus. Mm -hmm. And of course he wasn't. So that was that was kind of interesting. And so I think too why Krotoan is so iconic with Supernatural is because this is kind of like the turning point. Yeah. This is the point where we go from, oh, Sam has visions and oh, Sam sees things to guess what, kids? This shit is real and shit just got even more real than you can imagine. This is where we really start seeing, I mean, they've been laying a little bit of foundation here and there, but this is where they really start building the structure that's going to carry this through season five. Yes. Yeah. It's a very important episode. Yeah, absolutely. Interestingly enough, though, as I was watching it, it occurred to me that this virus acted very much like possession. Because, mm -hmm. like Pam, as a for instance, turns out Pam had been affected the whole time. Or maybe after she dropped, dropped the, the tray of blood samples. That could be. Maybe. But, but she she pretended to be normal. So this, right. this virus didn't make you crazy. As far as I can tell, it was a viral possession. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that makes sense with the sulfur and the blood and things mm -hmm. like that. So, yeah, it definitely makes sense that that is the case. Yeah. I wanted to point out, kind of throw back to the beginning, something kind of trivial. When Sam and Dean are in the car and they're, like, going through, they're like, fine, 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 whatever conversation. Like, throughout that conversation, they use three or four different ways to say kill something and they don't say gank. And I know that that becomes a big thing later on. That's kind of like their usual term for killing something. But they, they use the word ventilate, plugged, and waste. And I'm just, I was sitting there like, okay, where's gank? Like, I don't think gank was popular in the vernacular at that time. Yeah, I don't think so. But I know it became a thing, kind of a regular thing later on. And so I was like waiting for it. And I was like, oh, I guess it wasn't as early as I expected. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it really wasn't. I know Bobby was around when they started saying it. I have a question. Mid episode, we're in we're in full on Night of the Living Dead territory. Dwayne arrives and starts pounding on the door and asking to be let in. Nope. Thanks. <laughs> Would you have let him in? Well, the thing is that no, I wouldn't have. But Sam's vision, at least part of it, wouldn't have been true if they didn't let him in. And so, with how his visions are portrayed at least part of them has to be true because he has seen it. Okay. So they can change the outcome of it, which obviously they did, mm -hmm. but some part of that vision has to be true mm -hmm. in order for it to be one of his visions. All right. I would say that that's why they let him in, but other than that, hell no. Yeah. You're, you're, you're not getting into Fort Kick-Ass, that's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah. So 
Early in the episode when Sam and Dean are at the hospital, they are arguing over whether to kill Dwayne or not. Sam says something along the lines of, this isn't supposed to be easy, you're supposed to struggle with it. Mm. And I really liked that that was included because I feel like a lot of the times in not just Supernatural but in other shows, like the the hero is the hero and they're kick-ass at it and they know what they're doing and blah, blah, blah. I, I don't know, I liked that Sam was like, it's not supposed to be easy. In the good episodes, that is something that they do point out regularly, is that they do have to follow their conscience, they do have to struggle with what it is that they're doing, especially whenever it's actual people that are involved and not monsters. Yeah. All right, guys, well, I know that we could go on all night about this, but unfortunately, we have run out of time. I want to thank you all for joining us, and I invite you to come back next week whenever we will be discussing episode 10 entitled Hunted. So until then, carry on, jerk. Gumby Cat Productions. Podcasts for podcast people. Meow. Meow.